You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Why would you think that? Because... Amber and that kind of insinuate and then he said his buddy Frank so that insinuates that cold opens are a good thing and the fact that we just did the whole you just put the whole show up kind of puts it into the whole idea and it wouldn't be terrible you know what you're talking about how's that song go you can't always get what you want I mean but they could (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I know I don't know that song, but I know this song. Got to give the people, yeah, give the people what they want. Yeah, they don't want Andrew's hockey jersey. I can tell you that much. Yes, <laughs> this is a this is a that capital a throwback with Ovechkin. Come on, I couldn't, I can't see. Right, it looks blue and gold, man. so I thought. No, no, it's the Capitals throwback. It's that one where you they actually have the the Capitals State Building. Ah, no, no, Waves, he's a beast. He's he's gonna be the next one they talk about, like Gretzky. It's not gonna be Crosby, unless you're talking no, about the biggest be, pussy in hockey. It's gonna be Crosby. I know he's a pussy, but it's gonna be Crosby. No, it's not. Yes, is it already? is. He wins. He, he always had fucking cancer and missed like half of his career and was still better than Crosby. So I'm not disputing that, but he got more cups than Ovechkin. Ovechkin just got the one. True. But that's all you really need to be in the conversation because he's got all the stats and he's got the, the playing ability. You said Gretzky. Gretzky ran, won like 57 titles with Edmonton. He won four with the Oilers. I thought it was like five or six, to be honest four. with you. Four. I thought it was like five or six. That's MVPs. So, MVPs, you won like seven. Yeah, yeah. He won a ton of MVPs, but his, his success was with the Oilers, and that was four. And then and that kings to the Stanley Cup, man. They don't even have they don't even have ice in LA. They don't even well, have ice in LA though. But That's the Kings have been good within the last decade though. I think they had two or three in the last decade. So it's if not Gretzky like the doesn't go to listen, if Gretzky doesn't get traded to the Kings and go to the Kings or whatever happened, I can't remember exactly. I think it was a trade, but he wanted out. I think it was a trade. Yeah. Yeah, it was a trade. It was Do a you trade. end up with like the mighty ducks and the San Jose Sharks and everything else? Because I don't think those teams were out there. They, no. You know, nope. Tampa Bay or Lightning, the Phoenix Coyotes, right? 
Yeah. There wouldn't have been that push in the West, you're right, but Gretzky, most of Gretzky's fame and his success came in Edmonton in the, like, the beginning-ish of his career, like the first 10 years. So it's kind of weird to think that like the back end of his career, he was just kind of treading water in a sense. But him getting that team to the Stanley Cup Finals, man, that's akin to LeBron taking that, what was it, the 07 Cavs team with Larry Hughes and All Eric right, we're Snow. Not, no, I'm not going fight. down this road again. Nah, let's, let's, let's not talk uh, about uh, the Cavs. I'm not, I don't want to listen to you tell the same story about your Cavaliers again. Why don't we just start the show? Back in the day when the Cavaliers were bad and LeBron had to put them on his back. song and everything we did that too is gimmick infringement because Jalen and Jacoby their podcast and I think their show now is but Wrestlemania Rewind is a branch too far and I love you commander in chief but come on now Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Pod is War. Pod is War is brought to you by the good folks at ChairShot Radio Network in conjunction with... TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. And I'm using my head as well and using my platform. That being said, hell, I I don't put the shows up, so I have the leverage of a one-legged, one-eyed midget from Yahoo, Mississippi. I'm just taking my claim. I'm trying. Get the people what they want. Also, to make sure that we keep giving you what you want, which is the content that you love so much here that we provide day in and day out at the Chair Shot, because we are your favorite website for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Make sure you all go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chair Shot and pick up an official Chair Shot T-shirt. We literally have something for everybody, and when I say everybody, I literally mean everybody. We've got Save Tag Team Wrestling. Jesus did the job. Obviously, my personal favorite. Save Tag, I said Save Tag Team Wrestling. Hashtag journalism and many, many other cool designs. Again, it doesn't cost much, folks. Make sure we keep doing what we do because you love what we do. Because if you didn't, you wouldn't be listening. Now, would you? ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shop. Please and thank you. Thank you and please. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by Andrew Belaz and the Commissioner PC Tunney. And gentlemen, I don't know about you. We're breaking the fourth wall here. 
we just got done watching Shaquille O'Neal and Jade Cargill versus Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet Cake. I can't even get the girl's name right. I apologize. I don't know about y'all. I was thoroughly sports entertained. I mean, I wasn't really uh, paying attention to commentary. That's the beauty of mute. And uh, Red Velvet and Jade are wonderful on mute. Um, Shaq was, hey, he's fine. I think I think the whole match went at like the speed of smell, though. So it wasn't abusive. Really? It wasn't offensive. Really? It it really? kind of did its job. People are really? popping because Shaq did the the Brody Lee power bomb, but really, eh, it happened. Like Jade really? Cargill could sit on me like she pinned Red Velvet though any day of the week, twice on Sunday, maybe even three oh. times if I have the stamina. <laughs> okay, we're not going to talk about Jade Cargill sitting on your face, but you're really going to sit up here and tell me that that match didn't deliver for what it was. It wasn't going to be Luthez versus fucking I mean, Nick Botwinkle. We knew that. It's AEW. What the fuck do you expect it to deliver? It can't even deliver fucking Pizza Hut, like, most of the time. So let's let's give a fucking, you know, figure yeah. out where the bar is and go from there, sure. Detroit-style pizza. The sauce goes or, on after go. you cook it. So, like, it, it, well, I said it wasn't offensive. That's as best as you're going to get from me. It, it wasn't even okay. You want, you want to put it this way? It wasn't even half as good as Rousey and Angle versus Trips and Stephanie, but at least it wasn't offensive. Shaq looked good to me. They took their time as to not embarrass anybody. It looked good. It came off well. The big bump looked phenomenal. Kudos to them. Shaq disappeared from the ambulance at the end, so we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll see him at the end of the yeah. night. The big bump oh. looked good, except for the fact that Shaq gave him the Iggy immediately to get off his face. Like, I know everybody had to see the hand move there and be like, move. And that's why next time the fucking uh, camera went out, you saw Cody rolled off of him and Shaq was playing dead. Because, Jesus uh, Christ, Andrew. You what? are a content provider for Christ's sakes. Okay? This when the match moves at the speed of smell in molasses in winter in Detroit, it's easy to fucking see everything. I have listened to small children in Alabama speak faster than that fucking match moved. Okay, so number one, you know your northeastern ass ain't never spent stepped a near not a step in Alabama, so stop it. Lies stop and it. slander. Just stop it. You have no reason to go out. Stop it. Okay, number two. I like a oh. southern accent, and you know, southern yeah, Alabama's got some here and there. You know, sweet home oh. Alabama, and I can tell you that it's sweet at times. Not only Georgia oh. peaches. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, no, I love the southern accent, and quiet is kept. Alabama got a surplus of dimes in that. See state. my point exactly. <laughs> on Alabama, there's a lot. I, of I, I could tell you a couple there. stories about the last couple weeks or so, but I'm just not going to. I'm gonna let you keep going. Keep going. Keep pontificating. But that being said, you're still full of shit, man. Because, come on, man. You're a content provider, for Christ's sakes, man. This yeah. is the type of shit that we live for. What? You? Maybe. I pick and choose the content I provide, and that's not it. So you just want to sit up here on these airwaves every single week and pontificate about the, uh, the, 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 per not the perils, but the, uh, the virtues of Japanese wrestling every single week, huh? That's just what you want to do. Oh, if we're doing virtues, can we do the Four Noble Truths? Like, we could go really, really Eastern here. It's going to be really awesome. We could, we could keep it up. Let's go. 
Okay, so you know what? All right, we since we're breaking the fourth wall, <laughs> getting insider baseball, ladies and gentlemen, let me let y'all in on a little secret. Do you uh, do you realize why my Japan and Japanese wrestling jokes have subsided exponentially in the past what year? It's because this melon farmer right here, Andrew Snowflake Balls Belaz, mm-hmm. gets pissy and gets his panties and his depends in a I bunch. I butt chug water all jokes. the time. Like, I don't tell my jokes about every other wrestling promotion in the entire industry. But he specifically gets his panties in a bunch. And because that's my brother and I love him, I curtailed some of my Japanese jokes. Okay, Which that, that's is fine. Shoot. But here's that's the problem. The here's the problem that comes from this since we're breaking fourth walls and we're being pissy and pithy. You know, when you have 27 fucking topics on WWE or Shaq throwing a punch or powerbombing one person and then looking out of breath and exhausted like he just threw fucking three free throws and missed like that's what you want to talk about instead of real wrestling like that's a problem when most of the show is dedicated to soap opera crap and then I get like one thing I get like one small sliver like please sir can I have some more and then you're just like Ubushi Mitsubishi Honda Toyota and uh, Tokyo 3K decided to sushi ravioli all over everything I'm like oh great yeah there we go <laughs> Got to give the people, yeah, give the people what they want. How many of them want sushi ravioli? That's I, my point. I try. Nobody wants sushi ravioli, sir. But that's the kind of shit you come up with. I try. It. I would have to come up with that shit if we didn't have to shoehorn a goddamn Japanese topic in every fucking show. Not you saying that it's have not to put relevant. WWE because... into everything either. Maybe I'd be yeah. less. Pitchy. You, you kind of do, because we, we do a wrestling podcast. Because if we you're a music podcast, do. you don't have to talk about pop or K-pop constantly just because it's the biggest genre in the world. When was the last time you listened to BTS or Justin Bieber? Or, sorry, Taylor Swift or Ariana Grande? But if you're doing a, a football podcast, you can't do it sans the NFL, sir. That's also because there's nothing else aside from the NFL. The XFL folded. The USFL hasn't been a thing. Whatever the fuck the other thing was that folded in six games wasn't a thing. I can't remember what the fuck it was called. (laughs) I think we did this shit backwards, man. I I think we did. No, no, no. I should have been your vice president because the way that you be slipping and sliding and and all that shit out of topics when I got you dead to rights and you know what I'm saying is 100% accurate. Nope. You should have been the one that ran for president. I should have been your right. vice president because you are a master at doing that bullshit. Uh, Damn speaking right. that bullshit. Damn right. I'm more of you a. You can't no scope me, motherfucker. I'm more of a Selena Gomez guy, but whatever. You would be, because she's looked twelve for the last twelve years. No, check <laughs> her out. Eight, 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 right, eight, check her out on HBO. She's got a cooking show, Selena and Chef. It's excellent. Yeah. But. Thing I say, you know, good and goddamn real, I'm a thousand percent correct, but you still got to sliver and slime your way out of it to try to make yourself right. So, yeah, we did this. Next next election is okay. going to be Blast Platt 2024. There we that's, go. We actually got a shot. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Good. We might. We the might. That, that's a good way to do it. You're you can ask me any question. Good. I'll find a way around it. It's all right. Yeah. Don't yeah. you worry. 
Yeah. Even though you, you keep with the false equivalencies where you talk about something that literally has one foot in the game because it's fucking the NFL or what were you going to bring up? The NBA next? Yeah, we're going to talk about the D-League or fucking, you know, European fucking best. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't even That's exist at the same point. time most of the time. New it doesn't exist at the same point. time half the time. New Japan took a 10-month hiatus, man. That's why Did they we talk about that? No, we talked about Noah. They trying to do some fuck shit because they, they have to because they're trying to get people back on whatever they're doing. They need uh, to get people back. Yeah, this, this is how foreshadowing works because New Japan is on some fuck shit because they still fucking are shit. That's what the fuck their problem is. That's why we talked about Noah for 10 fucking months. But anyway, we'll get to that in a topic in the future. So are we going to actually be talking about like the way the, normally, the show normally goes or are we just going to be bitching for like the next 25 minutes? Is that how the short show normally goes? I don't know, but Tony eventually says something, and he tries to steer his ship either into an iceberg or away from it. So we'll figure this out, right? Shout out to Shaquille O'Neal for going through two tables because he didn't yeah. have to. Do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He didn't have to. I do mean, that. yeah, he didn't have to. You're not wrong there. Even though he did get to take a nap for like the last five minutes of the match, so that's good. Oh, he, oh, he was sucking wind the first three minutes in. We all saw that. How he was leaning on that on that top rope, trying to catch his oh, breath. Yeah. And breathe. Looked like he was crying at some point too. You got Cody running from corner to corner trying to get away, and Shaq takes like three steps, and then he's like, Bleh, "Club," and then yeah, three more steps. <laughs> That's tiring work. What can I say? I- I just don't understand how you weren't more excited about this. I'll put it to you like this, man, and then we can move on to topic one. My mother only watches wrestling when I watch wrestling. Obviously, she watched a lot more when I was growing up because I would buy all the pay-per-views, and when she was here, she would watch a little bit with me. But I literally could have called my mom and told her, Uh Hey, Mom, Shaquille O'Neal is wrestling Dusty Rhodes' kid. And she would have asked what channel, and she would have turned it on. The reason she's not, yeah, the reason she's not here is because she's an astronaut. Shut up, buddy. Put it this way: even (laughs) since we're both WCW kids, it's not like I was freaking out for Rodman and Malone and DDP and fucking you know Hogan. I wasn't like, oh my, being the big ass fucking '90s Bulls fan that I was, because growing up in the Jordan thing, I wasn't like, oh yeah, Rodman gets to kick his ass again in the ring too. Yeah, no. Fucking throwaway match. Even fucking ten-year-old me was like, "Hey, they're basketball players. Why are they here?" <laughs> I I was. Now they lost me with the Jay Leno shit, but Rodman and Malone. Yeah, I was there for that. Just like I was there for LT at WrestleMania 11. Just like I was there for Kevin Mr. Green, T at right? WrestleMania one. Kevin Green. Kevin Green. Kevin Green could have been a damn good wrestler I mean, he if he would have devoted it to it. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. About, uh, okay, the, la- the last time, just since we're, we're peeling Floyd, the back to Hold on. Floyd Mayweather and Paul White that. gave I a big show. I loved it. Loved he, it. He had to get loved his cronies it. in just so he could get the punch it. to be like, I'm still undefeated in any ring. I'm like, that was cornball. Yeah. Well, he's not going to, you're not going to bring he him wasn't in. wasn't going to top. No, but I just thought That's it was funny. No, that, how else were you going to do it? Because, the I mean, last... how realistic could it be that he was going to beat this Mellon Farmer? The last athlete match that I liked that actually turned me from not caring to enjoying it was D'Angelo Williams in TNA. Or I think it was Impact technically at that time. But that was a... He, he actually tried. He did good. It was D'Angelo Williams a moose against, what, Jesse Goddard and Eli Drake, I think? Well, or, you can't no, say that. Masters. Because... It was Chris Masters at the time. Yeah. You that can't say was. that because just several minutes ago you said that, well, was it uh, Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon? No. So you can't say D'Angelo Williams 
because Ronda Rousey was in a wrestling ring more recently than D'Angelo Williams. And shout out to D'Angelo Williams. He won me a lot of money on John Madden. I went with the Ronda Rousey thing because it was a mixed tag match, kind of same thing. And that's the only reason why that was the first thing to pop to mind. It just happened fucking 30 minutes ago as of we're recording this. I'm sorry. I didn't have time to comb through all of the mixed tag match fucking bullshit celebrity things to give you something better than Ronda Rousey. I could have given you Ichigo Misawa fucking 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 Mitsubishi Nakajima and all that other shit. But I didn't! At least I went with people you knew. My favorite ever was a Japanese cowboy called... No, no, my favorite ever is a Japanese cowboy called the Suzu Rodeo. Alright, you're you're fucking going to a commercial and we're starting a topic after that shit. Fucking Isuzu Rodeo. I, I, I prefer uh I had the Isuzu Rodeo. Wrestler, I, I prefer the tag team the tag team wrestler uh, Mitsubishi Lancer. Oh god, just stop This is this. your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. gentlemen boys and girls we have a brand new wwe champion and his name is bobby lashley and he's in the hurt business and right now business is booming i'll be the first one to say that i have said on this very airwaves of the chair shot radio network on multiple shows that i did not ever think bobby lashley would become a wwe world champion and it's not because I didn't think he deserved it or that he hasn't earned it or that he isn't good enough to be that champion. I just never thought they would give it to him. So congratulations to him. Gentlemen, your thoughts on the whole evening and how it all played out. Miz losing the belt. Eventually. To Bobby Lashley. 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 You have to reference <laughs> Neil's fucking crush. I'm so excited. Black History Month got it. He knows, he Black knows, History he knows, Month. he knows, he knows, he knows, he knows. Just let me get it out, goddammit. Black History Month was extended an extra day. And it wasn't even leap year this time around, ladies and gentlemen. Because Bobby Lashley became... In the what I think WWWF or whatever they're called, they've been around damn near 100 years that they haven't, has become only the third, the third, the third black man to win the WWE World Heavyweight title. And I have to, for one, give props and kudos to the WWE because they did the right thing. I thought it was going to be some type of smosh, screwy finish. I thought Drew was going to come out and screw Lashley and, you know, maybe he would win the title at a fatal four-way at Fastlane or Pit Stop or whatever the fuck that pay-per-view is called next week. 
but they did the right thing. He went out, he whipped Miz's ass a couple of times, and he beat his ass definitively to become the world heavyweight champion. Shout out to that. It's beautiful. Shout out to the Hurt Business. Got all the gold right now except for that U.S. title, but maybe we can go get that. Maybe we get MVP to get a belt or whatever. I was excited. This is great. This whole week has been great. I saw Shaq go through tables. I saw Bobby Lashley's win the world title, which this, you should have been doing this from the beginning. That's the only gripe I got. Like, why didn't you book him like this since the beginning? You know how much money you could be making right now if you had brought him in like that? You could be making money hand over fist, but whatever. Better late than never. Shout out to Lashley. Like Tunney said, he deserves it. I'll have more. But Andrew, go ahead and get in here, man, and and do your, your smug thing, and you'll say, oh, yeah, well, you know, it's good for Lashley. Oh, yeah, well, you know, it's good for Lashley. <laughs> like, there you go. Bob. No, but I'm, let me put it this way. We all know that I don't really watch it, but I, I'm happy that Lashley finally got over. I'm happy that the Hurt Business worked out for him. I'm happy that MVP seems to be his good luck charm because be it beat down clan and fucking impact TNA or this or however it goes, MVP and Lashley just seem to work together. I would have liked Miz to maybe have a little longer of a reign, but in the same respect, it works for his character. He doesn't need it. He, he's already cemented in the Hall of Fame, as we, I think we talked about a couple weeks ago. And this, this pads it a little more but it, it doesn't hurt him. It's fine. It's bigger for Lashley. It's good for Lashley. And it makes the Hurt Business legit. So I might pay a little more attention, honestly, because I really didn't care for a while on whatever the hell was going on because it just wasn't interesting me. But I'm curious how they build Lashley. If they just make him the killer, the dominating you know, champion that he was when he was running Impact for a while, or when he was even ECW champ, you know, all those moons ago, or if they maybe package it a little differently, but it should be fun, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping it doesn't fizzle out, I'm hoping it gets to where you wanted it to go at some point, where it was Bobby versus Brock, and putting the, the big belt on the line, could just, it doesn't need it, but it makes it feel bigger. I want to shout out Mike Knox real quick, a friend of Chairshot Radio Network, and uh, he posted the video of MVP and Shad Gaspard watching Kofi win the world title and, you know, was wishing that Shad would have been here to see Bobby win the world title as well. So I thought that was a really cool video and, and appropriate. Um, I was thrilled, Platt. I, I literally was thrilled, even though I did never think it was going to happen. I, I just, I, I thought it was, I thought it was awesome. And he's deserving. It's not just, okay, they're putting the title on the guy because he's black. Like, this Mellon Farmer, he's always been deserving. 100. He's always been that guy. And, you know, so, Tony brought something up, man. I'm, I'm going to have to bring this up, and then I'm going to double back to what you said as well. And no disrespect to either one of you guys. You know we we bicker and we we fight like brothers. You know what I mean? We At this point in time, man, we're we're brothers. You know you guys, you guys know I love you. But, you know... Growing up, there weren't a lot of, number one, there wasn't a lot of black wrestlers, period, mm-hmm. let alone black successful wrestlers. So, you know, obviously you gravitate towards that, especially as a child, because every child deserves to see somebody that looks like them achieving excellence. There's nothing wrong with that, whether you're black, white, red, purple, Asian, Hispanic, whatever. 
every child deserves that. So, you know, that, that helps them to, sh- to be able to strive for something. Like, okay, well, if they did it, I can do it too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why this moment isn't lost on me. And it, and it isn't, even hasn't been lost on WWE because their own Twitter account put out the graphic that he's only the third black man to win this belt in the hundred years that they've been around. So it's a, it's a big fucking deal. And I know technically they're heels, but not in this household. Hell, even as a kid, I didn't see the Nation of Domination as heels. Everything that Ron Simmons was saying was dead ass. You know, he was spot on. I I know they weren't necessarily, you know, to the to the mass audience, they weren't, you know, baby faces. But in this household, and for me, they were. So it's just cool to see this guy achieve something that he should have achieved a long time ago. Legit, it's just cool. Before you continue on, just to touch on your heel point, isn't that the definition of a heel, though? If, if you're saying everything they said was dead ass, good heels don't lie. Good heels tell you exactly what's going to go happen. Maybe it's from their perspective, but heels never come up with the bullshit of I'll overcome everything and I'll win the match for you or eat your vitamins because God told me to do it or whatever. <laughs> they tell you straight up. They're just like, you know, we're going to beat your ass and you're going to walk out bloody. Now, if you walk out the champion, then that's fine. But did they beat your ass? Are you bloody? Who told the truth there? Touche. But I, I'm sure you can understand why oh, yeah, yeah. I felt like they were cutting babyface promos. I know you get that. But no, mm. you everything you said was right as well. I'm not disputing any of that. And basically, they got Lashley over. I've been saying this. You know that. I've been saying this on these airways for years now. The best Bobby Lashley ever was was his TNA run. And they yeah. just let him. He was just a big-ass bully just going around bullying everybody and beating the shit out of people, which is what he should have been doing. And and they finally did that here. MVP is clearly the Lashley whisperer, but they are tapping into what got him over and what he was doing his best work with in TNA, which was this exact same character, just a different name. And I'm, I'm excited and I'm happy, even though he's going to lose the title in a couple of months at Mania to Drew McIntyre, but I'm going to enjoy it while it's here. <laughs> Here's my question right to you guys. Guy now. Let me let's take it down a different road now. <clears throat> is Brock Lesnar in the future? Yes. You think so? I would uh, hope so, but I don't know. How far? He needs a payday uh, soon, eventually. Where in the future? Wherever he wants to be. But no. <laughs> right, do you see him at, that's, that's the I, answer. WrestleMania. WrestleMania 37. SummerSlam. Royal Rumble. WrestleMania 38. What? Jam in the sand six, all up in Actually, the mix. I would probably if if we're we're not counting jams in the sand, I'd say SummerSlam because I think I think SummerSlam you'll definitely be able to have more people there. It'll be more normalized, hopefully, unless there's like another outbreak. Even though certain states are opening and lifting restrictions, so that's going to be interesting to see how that whole thing pans out for the next month or so. But let, let's just cross our fingers and hope it starts to normalize. So. SummerSlam Survivor Series like at the latest I think that's when we see him and I wouldn't be upset with Lashley holding it till then because what's the worst that could do MVP can interfere on his behalf you know Benjamin Cedric and anybody can come in and heal it up because he's a heel champion so it's okay and he doesn't have to lose legit and he can continue a storyline he can continue a feud because of shenanigans and that could easily be like oh well since you got the hurt business then now McIntyre needs a group or 
then it's a cage match because now you have to keep people out. So you you could really drag that kind of concept out before McIntyre gets crowned again, or if they decide to go with Lesnar maybe breaking Lashley's reign. But I, I think Lashley holds it for a little bit, and I think Lesnar comes back to uh, try to put an end to it. We'll see exactly how long Lesnar wants to stick around if he wins or not, but I, I think that's in the near, near-ish near future. So I have this weird little premonition that it really hinges on whether or not Brock Lesnar is interested in doing WrestleMania this year. Or maybe it doesn't, actually. But I feel like Drew McIntyre is not going to sniff the world title until after WrestleMania because I think... He's going to retire Sheamus at WrestleMania. That's I would, not a terrible take. I, think I would she, love for you to be right, but I, think, I don't see any scenario where Lashley holds this title after past Mania, rather. Well, I'm just saying, on the Drew McIntyre side, with what's going on with Sheamus and the fact that Sheamus has been wrestling and been with WWE now on this when he came back longer than I think anybody thought. Like, I don't think people understand that Sheamus's neck situation is not like the greatest thing in the world. And that he probably, he even came out and said recently, like he wouldn't be around as long as he would have, if it wasn't for like Cesaro and other people like that. So I could see that going down that road where maybe Drew McIntyre isn't going to be involved in the championship at WrestleMania because they want to retire. Uh, Sheamus is ready to go. I don't know. Or maybe they're setting that up for down the road. Maybe that's SummerSlam thing and that's where they're going. But it seems like there's more to Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. So it it really makes me wonder what is they're gonna what's their end game at WrestleMania with the title here and Bobby Lashley. No, that's fair because my thing was always, okay, they want Drew to get his moment in front of fans because they're going to have whatever the capacity is, they are going to have some fans at Mania. And I I talked to friends of mine that are going to go down and be in Tampa for WrestleMania, and I told them, well, good luck with that. (laughs) But, (laughs) But, yeah, I hope you're right, man, because I would love Bobby Lashley to have a significant reign with this title, and I feel as if he's earned it and he deserves it, but I I just think that they were trying to figure out what the biggest match they could possibly put on at Mania for the world title was, and I think this is what they settled on. And There needs to be a level of self-awareness, though, honestly. Like, you can't just take the title off of McIntyre for two months, put it on Lashley just to make it look legit, and then flip it back to McIntyre just because he won it in front of people without people calling bullshit on that. Especially after they come out and say it's a big thing with, you know, Lashley being the, the third black champion and all that other stuff. So, I think he gets a decent reign out of it. I really do. And it would be funny if they try to go with the parallel with Lesnar, because Lesnar did, you know, ruin certain someone else's reign when they move SmackDown. So it would be funny if he tries to do the same thing to Lashley and then Lashley just beats the fuck out of him. So if there's no like Le- have- if there's no Lesnar, here's my question. If there's no Lesnar and Drew McIntyre is doing something with Sheamus, what is Bobby Lashley doing at WrestleMania? Well, this is my thing, man, because I feel like they had some other shit in the works. Like, they probably had, like, plan A, B, C, D, E, and F, and which is one of the reasons why they kept Lashley as strong as they have throughout this whole pandemic. And if things didn't work out, well, at least we got Lashley. 
And I feel like this was like the, in case of emergency, break glass plan. And that's why we're getting Lashley walking into Mania as the champ versus Drew. I would love if they'd keep it on him, but yeah, I just don't see it. I, I think they want Drew to get his moment in front of people. Um, so, to Tony, to, to your point, if they do do the Sheamus and McIntyre thing, what does Lashley do? I don't know what Lashley does if you don't bring Brock back. I, yeah, I, you can't really get me to answer that question either since I don't follow it close enough. Unless, unless they bring back The Fiend within the next month. No, and, that's, oh, that's, that's, Orton. Randy Orton. that's Orton, Shane and Braun, yeah. Randy and Fiend. Everything's shaping up right now. Who's left? I mean, it's it's tough. That's, I'm just grasping at things unless they just bring somebody is, back for a one-off. Is Kofi going to be healthy by then? I don't know. Yeah, but they're not going to do that. They're not going to have I don't know. That's fight for the world title at but WrestleMania. But that's, that's heel and face like personified, if I can add to you know my run of watching Gorilla Monsoon announce WrestleManias, you know, because everything's personified. Bananas personified. I'd, you know I'd love to have crosswalks versus... personified. Spoons personified. You know. June bugs personified. To... Lego okay. personified. Nia Jackson, Shayna Baylor personified. I mean, I don't know. I could kick it to Dan Campbell if I need to, but go ahead. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I would love to see kneecaps Kofi. personify. Sorry, I had to throw that last one. How do, you, how, whoa, 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 whoa. how do you personify a kneecap? What do you paint like eyeballs and a little mustache yes. on your kneecap? All right, I got twenty six seconds. That'll explain it all. Uh, we're gonna kick you in the teeth. All right, and when you punch us back, we're gonna smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're gonna get up. And on the way up, we're gonna bite a kneecap off. Uh, that's personified. Yeah, it is. See. But no, I would love to see the Lions like, get their asses kicked this NFL season, like every other NFL season. But I would love I to know, see it more so team. now. Plus, I, I would love, off. God damn it, man! It's not what? even that great of a point. Can I just get it out? That's I don't know. She, that's on you, isn't that's, it? That's what she said. No, <laughs> it's not. Because you motherfuckers keep interrupting me. Mag- well, and we're supposed interrupting. and we're supposed to believe the Magnum Magnum gimmick. Go ahead. <laughs> I've been trying. Out. <laughs> and, and y'all just keep talking. I've been trying, and y'all just keep talking. It's not Probably... my fault. Your mechanical pencil doesn't have enough lead. Yeah, this sounds like uh, <laughs> some uh, inadequacy issues, and you're taking it out on me for no reason. I don't even know why. I'm about the game. I'm damn near married. I'm out the game, man. Why are y'all taking y'all frustrations out on me at this particular point in time? Because you decided to tell us and confide in us that you have a problem getting your point out, and that's a problem for Amber, you know. <laughs> I hate you right now. Creep. is <laughs> an angel. Help us help you, buddy. Help us help you. <laughs> So I think Reba you, is an angel. That, yeah, but, that's the shoot. She really is an angel. But here, fuck ne- both of you guys. Here nor there, though. You had a point to make, Platt? Here nor there nor talk. anywhere? Is that where we're going yeah. with this? That's what I'm saying. As soon as I start saying shit, what, what are you motherfuckers? Oh, you were speaking? So uh, I did. My headphones here. must not have picked up. I'm sorry. Stop my monitor here. blacked out. Oh, wait, no, that's a commentary. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Oh, that's a new thing that Andrew and I love way too much. Chris is, yeah, it kind of is. 
Chris is handling it well. Chris is handling it well, though. I would like to say, suck my dick. <laughs> Just get to topic two. That's that's hand. <laughs> I still feel like you're handling it well. So NXT <laughs> is moving from Wednesday. <laughs> I got him from Wednesdays to Tuesdays. Your mother's an astronaut, by the way. Uh, from Wednesday, that has been killing him all day. Let's pull back the curtain. It is, but you got like one more goddamn time to keep talking shit about my mother, and I'm gonna catch me a Greyhound bus to Minnesota or Wisconsin, motherfucker. <laughs> Go to Minnesota and see what you get. That's even better. Start looking around for PC Tony, Minnesota. Be like, where are you at? I'm like, I'm right here. He's like, I don't see you. I'm like, you're I'm on the cousin's jersey. I swear. <laughs> I'm like, you're on the wrong side of the Mississippi, motherfucker. He give me the address, and I'm there in Minnesota, and I'm banging on the door like, motherfucker, answer the goddamn door. I'm it here. probably is a similarly <laughs> named street in Minnesota. Just watch. <laughs> you said you were on 37 Main Street. There's a Main Street everywhere. <laughs> Fuck, you're right. <laughs> See, how different can the street names be in Wisconsin and Minnesota? Let's keep it a buck. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. The Dakotas is when it gets interesting because then they might actually use one of those like Native American tribe references, you know. So it's, it's okay. Listen, no, there's there are like, that works in the Dakotas. No, 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 but that like, wasn't racism. That's true. I'm adding, I'm adding, I'm adding to what you're saying. I know Settle we down. Specify here. No, I'm helping I'm fully you. Aware that this is the type of show where everything comes up as uh, racist, God. but that was actually true. You're jumping, the, you're jumping the gun there. I was gonna add to Minnesota and Wisconsin are well along those lines as well with heavy, heavy Native American ties to a lot of things and naming and everything else. Yeah, Millie Walker is a Native American name. It is. Yes. I think that's actually a myth, but anyway. Um, really? Yeah, but Alice really Cooper. White guy. Really white guy? You're going to school me on ethnicity? He's white-splaining at you. Watch it. <laughs> right, and I like I haven't lived here for four decades, so I wouldn't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, but I'm white-splaining, so go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well number one, you haven't. You lived there for uh, three and a quarter decades. Yeah, you're goddamn right, old motherfucker. So let's get to topic number two. <laughs> yeah, take that, bitch. <laughs> yeah. All right. NXT. I, man, I'm just busting you up today. NXT... Moving to Tuesdays, and I think the worst part about it is, you know, social media, having to listen to people go, oh, great, now NXT and AEW can, they can, they can grow naturally on their own. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, they're not going to grow. They're going to get their audiences, this just not going to be. <laughs> Neither of these shows have been growing. The <laughs> <laughs> numbers for the last year and a half. It's not going to magically change just because you change a day. What the fuck? The only thing this means is I'm never watching NXT live because I have to cover Impact. You, that's what I was saying, Andrew. I feel bad for Impact out of all of this because the uh, Buck 75 that watch Impact, it now it's a Buck 74, you being the only one that's still going to watch Impact. No, Buck 75 are still going to watch Impact because they'll pay the $5 for Peacock or watch it nefariously. So it's it's fine. Because you can't watch Impact any other way. You watch it live, or there's like a replay in Bumblefuck like fucking Friday at like 9 in the morning or some shit like that on Twitch, and then you got nothing. So you watch it or you don't. Or you could be like us in Shop Media and we get the shows early. We haven't for two months. Since they started doing uh, this crossover thing with AEW, we have not. Why are you breaking kayfabe? Because. 
was we did that in the beginning when we decided to be bitchy at each other and we were breaking the fourth wall. I didn't know somebody rebuilt the fourth wall. We've been bitchy at each other for three years. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm saying... We know some of the this podcast maybe builds with Legos, but they don't build walls back up. That's not how that works. Well, excuse me for trying to make us sound like a big fucking deal. My bad. I fucked up, apparently. No, because I think everybody hasn't been getting that, because I've looked into it. I miss having shit ahead of time. You know how much easier it is to write things when you have time? Speaking of Legos, there we go. It's a nice cityscape of... Dubai? Do you see what you've done? Oh, Dubai. Do you see what you've That's just buildings, though. So uh, there, there's still no wall being built back up. Just, just because you feel the need to argue with me, you had to bring that shit How up. How else are we going to fill this dumpster fire of a topic? NXT is moving to Tuesday. Wow, that's a different day of the week. It ends in Y. That's cool. Is it going to be the same show? Yes. Is it on a different channel? Nice. Is it going to get the same amount of people? Yes. That's a topic, and we're done, folks. Now, number three? Is that what the fuck we were going to talk about? What the fuck were we going to add to this? <laughs> well, since you asked, number you know, one... I, uh, so nicely and politely, I'm, I'm sure. Can, can continue. Okay, it's hard for me to talk when you're talking, sir. So that being hard said, for me to talk when you're talking, though. I do that pretty good. <laughs> you do that very well. Yes, you do. You do. Thank That's you. probably your best skill mm-hmm. is talking over me with bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said it. My cry two tears in the bucket. Fuck it. Ah, you haven't said that in a hot minute. Fucking yeah, right, I had to bring it back. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's like it's like bringing out the people's elbow and shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> we hit all the oldies and goodies. Get back around. Shit, I like that one. <laughs> but no, all jokes aside, though, man, I think this is the best thing for everybody. This whole Wednesday night war thing that everybody thought was going to happen clearly it hasn't panned out like that. Both of these shows are lacking something tremendously, and. I think that the ratings will improve for both shows. Now, when I say improve, I'd say NXT maybe in that, what, 700, 800 range. AEW maybe, what, 800, 900, maybe. That's what do anyway. Yeah. So how is that improving? Because people aren't flipping the channels back and forth. Because, I mean, there's some weeks that NXT will do like five, 600,000. So without sure. the AEW competition, they can probably get to seven or eight. That's what I'm saying. You mean more consistently? Yes. Ah, uh-huh. there we go. So it's it's not going to be an overall uptick in in numbers, but just it's going to inflate the average, let's say. Yeah, but what the fuck happened to NXT? It, I mean, is it just as simple as they had to add an extra hour? Because I feel like there there there's a clear dearth of star power, and the few stars that they do have, i.e. I, Sharona, Rhea Ripley, they don't seem to present them every single week. And when they do present them, it's just it, Finn Bauer as well. It's in a weird way. They don't come across as stars. Like, what the fuck happened to NXT? You remember, NXT used to be the best wrestling show week in and week out, period. Chris, Chris, NXT fans don't agree with you. And I was told so on Outsider's Edge by Ray and Kyle. Like, I made the same point about their women's division. I said... You know, you have a great champion right now, but your women's division is not nearly as deep as it has been in the past three to five years or however long that NXT has been around. And they completely disagreed with me, and I didn't feel like going back at them. No offense, but, like, 
I can name almost every single year of NXT prior to the last year, and this women's division has been stacked beyond belief compared to what's going on right now. Well, thank God you said Ray and Kyle, because that's just two people. And fortunately enough for me, I have two testicles, and I will invite each of those gentlemen to one of them, because they're full of shit. NXT has been whack. It just is what it is. I, I'm not arguing. Like, and that, that that's not because I don't want to. That's because I can't. NXT has fallen off a little bit since the second hour, and I think it's because of the second hour. They've inflated it a little bit with more soap opera more more main roster kind of fluff and i agree with tunny that the the women's roster isn't that deep okay now currently it's gotten better but if we look at the last like covid year before ember came back and all this other stuff it was rough like shots shots took a while to come up and actually become something to kind of consider impressive candace was languishing and who the fuck knows what the hell she was doing and you know eo had Rhea, and that was about it like they had to bring charlotte down just to make it look legitimate for a little bit and then what what the hell dakota kai come on give me a fucking break like she's okay in the tag division thing with raquel but she's not a single star. Like, I can't take that seriously. Tegan, Tegan Knox can't say healthy as much as I enjoy her aesthetically. And, you know, Zia Lee had to get repackaged. Zia Lee could be a killer, but she had to get repackaged to become interesting to most of the NXT audience. And then you've got her jobbing against, what, Casey Catanzaro, who can't stay healthy, and Caden uh, uh, Carter? Is that her name? The one that... Is that the, uh, the, the, the black girl with the, with the long braids? Yeah, yeah, she's Brazilian or black or something, but she's really cute. Well, but I Brazilian just, and black, man. It's, they just you got know what off. I mean. I'm just, I'm you not You know trying. what I mean. They just got dropped you know off. what you That's mean. It. I'm just not trying to stereotype because she is of the melanated persuasion. I'm not just trying to say black. Where do you think melanin comes from, motherfucker? The sun. Yeah. But, I mean, to, but to be fair, man. From melons? That's your second lesson for the day, everybody. <laughs> No, but I mean, if we take out Finn Bauer, we take out Adam Cole. There's not a lot of male stars on there. I think there's more. Or I think there's more. Pete Dunne and Kyle O'Reilly and Karrion Cross aren't moving a needle. (laughs) I I forgot about Karrion Cross. He has star potential. You know, I love Pete Dunne. Y'all know that. I love. But I love Cross. He's been hurt. But I'm saying on the women's side, they have more women that have star potential than they do on the men's side. Like, there's a severe star dearth on NXT right now, and I don't know how you fix that. You give Eli Drake a better name than L.A. Knight. That that would start. Okay, cool. Whatever. It would be better than having fucking L.A. Knight. What the fuck? Dumbest ass name. No, but good for NXT moving to Tuesdays. I think that's going to be that's going to work out better for everybody involved. Eh, sure. I, you... I don't think it'll make that much of a difference, but whatever. Before well, show wise, maybe not, but ratings wise, yes. Before we move on, what percentage of AEW fans, if you put them in a room where they had to breathe in like truth serum gas, would tell you that I really don't enjoy this? I just keep going because I was so bold about it in the beginning. Truth serum. Everybody but Meltzer and Brian Alvarez. I think they'd all choke on their own words and die because they just don't want to go against the brainwashing. Well, I'm, Meltzer could choke on these nuts. Well, Meltzer could choke on these nuts. You know how I feel about Alvarez. I've invited him to a fight on Alvarez two podcasts. Really enjoy it, though. You've seen him. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I invite him to fight on two podcasts, and I guess this is the third, apparently. Come on. You've invited him to fight on this before. Don't worry. Oh, okay. So I'm just reiterating. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah. All right, I don't know on, if this is right? number three or if this is still two, but, you know, just, you, you've done our, it. Best. Let's put our women on the line, Brian. Let's do it, man. I'll start a harem in this bitch. I'll start it. <laughs> I, I think it's time for topic number three, honestly. We're going to put a commercial in here. Uh, kind of, you know, uh, uh, cleanse the palate. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Let's move to a different part of this globe in which we are all connected and our actions have direct effects on everybody eventually, if you think about it. Just a little PSA so that everybody gets their shit together because I tell you, things are going to start to open up, folks, but beware, let's not go back to where we were. Take a little more time so we can get there safely and eventually. Now, that being said, Moving to New Japan Wrestling and the New Japan Cup, the bracket is out. It starts literally, I think, what, Friday the 5th? Is that the first day, Andrew? That is the first day, yes. I've, seen the, I've seen the bracket, and honestly, I've been, like, I've been anticipating talking about this with you since I've seen it. So why don't you go ahead and give us your thoughts and lead the conversation here. And yeah, just just because, like I said, there it does actually start the fourth the anniversary show because I forgot they were doing a couple of them initially and then kind of continuing it on. But <clears throat> New Japan, New Japan is <laughs> okay. So Castle Attack they did this weekend, which was supposed to lead into New Japan Cup and kind of start that whole thing in the anniversary show and kind of set the stage. It's fucking awful. Like it was, it was terrible. Like, they backloaded all of the fucking uh, championship matches of the second day. 
they were still mediocre. Like Night Naito Ibushi was nothing we haven't seen. It lacked something. The Triple Threat Junior match over overperformed a little bit, so it was a little better, but still not great. Everything from night one except Jay White versus Ishii was mediocre to bad. And I'm just not sure where we're going with this. Like, if if you want me to look at it from the the fan of New Japan perspective, it is cute that they got Desperado and Ibushi back together for one last important match before the Intercontinental and the Heavyweight are combined into the World Heavyweight title. But I I hope it's a decent match, but I really don't care. And it looks like you want to say something to that effect. So, Tony, you want to jump in again? No, I was going to say that's kind of a little bit of new news that it's been officially announced that they're going to combine the Intercontinental, Intercontinental and IWGP. That is. And Do you, that, can that I, came the press conference can, after Castle Attack. Continue. Can I, can I ask you a question? it's been combined for the last year. What the fuck? No, I mean, but like no, it's an official announcement. They're not going to have two belts. You want belts. They're you're saying they're not going to have two belts, but they've been yes. combined this whole time. Come on. I know, but I but, the lineage, though, as well. But, do, okay, oh, so then this could be separated at some time is what they're setting it up for, basically. My, my question is, is it because Moxley is the U.S. champion and they want to give that more credit like and take away the other half of the, the secondary titles? Um, pers- maybe. I'm going to say maybe because personally I would take it the other way, and I'd say it's because they want to elevate the never because they put it on Shingo, they put it on Minoru Suzuki, and Hiroshi Tanahashi has it right now. And I think they're trying to elevate the never to that second spot. And the U.S. belt it really looks like it's going to be the white people belt because it's it's just kind of where it's been. Or do you think that that's a way to keep that on Moxley because eventually he'll lose it, and they'll combine all three, and that'll motive that'll elevate the never. I th- I think the U.S. belt is purely a gimmick for New Japan of the Americas or whatever gotcha. because they're okay. they're just really going to keep sense. it to the Western belt especially since Kenta didn't win when he should have in all regards. Um, My question that came from that, which I can't seem to find an answer, is them combining the two titles and maintaining the lineage, how is that going to read out in the annals of New Japan history? Question being, Hiroshi Tanahashi is an eight-time IWGP heavyweight champion, but he's also a four-time Intercontinental champion. Does it make him a 12-time IWGP World Heavyweight Champion? Did they do this to inflate numbers so that Okada has more to chase? Is it just a a weird kind of Okada buffer? Because Okada was already at five. He was technically tied for the third most reigns of the IWGP Heavyweight for this whole fun thing. I don't know, because you know, every title is different with how they keep lineages when they combine, but... I think, I think the lineage continues as such that this person was not only the IWGP, but he was also the Intercontinental. So that way, when they want to break it up eventually, they can still maintain that there was no gap in champion. It was just simultaneously held throughout. No, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, just, I mean, let's, I think it'd be, 
Come on, man. I mean, let's keep it a buck, man. Isn't the only reason that the intercontinental title exists is because with MVP went over there, they wanted to elevate him without having to put him in the heavyweight title realm. So, I mean, it's not like this belt has a super long lineage towards it. So if they wanted to get rid of it, it's not going to be that big of a deal. Here, here's the the counter to that, which I see what you're saying, and that makes sense. But you also have to think, New Japan didn't have a secondary title at that time. Like they had an under thirty belt, which Tanahashi and Nakamura both didn't care and didn't defend, so it became defunct eventually. Like at different points, where at one point I think Nakamura got stripped because he didn't want to defend it for like six months, and then it went defunct under Tanahashi after he just didn't defend it for a year. So I think they were just looking for a new belt to make their secondary, their mid card title, and Nakamura just turned that into something special. And the fact that it main evented Wrestle Kingdom the year when. Japan turned on Tetsuya Naito like that elevated the history of the belt even though it's only been around for like a decade like so it's more what the belt accomplished in the short amount of time than the fact that it's only been a thing for X amount of years you know what I mean I know what you mean man but I feel like this is a way to do away with it at this particular point in time because they do have the never wait and that can be the new secondary title yeah no, I, I agree that it's it's just opening things up because they have too many fucking belts. I just also just was waxing poetic on the concept of it would be funny if they did this just to inflate everybody else's world heavyweight title reigns just to keep Okada further in the backseat to give him more shit to fight for because Okada's still got at least a decade left, assuming, you know, knock on wood, that he doesn't get injured or anything crazy happen because he's only like 32. So he, he's, no, he's, really? Yeah, Okada's 32. Wow. So, I thought he's like 35, 36. Yeah. Because, yeah. wow. yep. I mean, Naito and Ibushi are like 38 or 39, depending yeah, on Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, so and Okada's t- baby yeah. comparatively. So who... So who I'm, go ahead, Chris. Go, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just... I'm looking at the brackets right Well, that's now. what I wanted to and say is one. who are we looking at for Final Four? So go ahead, Chris. Why don't you look at the bracket, explain what you're thinking, and give your Final Four. Oh, I'm not even going that far, man. I'm looking at these first-round matchups. Uh, Tenzan and Osprey, that has a potential to be cool. Uh, second round, Jay White, possibly, and, and Tanahashi. Yeah, I'm here for that. I can smoke a bag of that. Um, there was one here that I saw that got me moist. I'm trying to find it now. Oh, uh, Shingo and Okada. Yeah, that oh, yeah. gets me moist. That's yeah, going to be I'm moist. This bracket yeah. is set up well, Andrew. Yeah. Would you agree? It's set up evenly, and I'm, I'm saying that because you got some of the dead weight, like David Finley, Chase Owens, Yoshihashi, Yujiro, they're all clumped together. So you, you've got, like, the D-rank fucking celebrities, the D-tier wrestlers kind of all have to go through each other, and then the best one is going to have to face Tanahashi or Jay White, most likely, and that could help to elevate one of them. I'm, I'm assume probably David Finley, because I think they've got good good plans for them and that would be a decent run for Finley even though I guess Yoshihashi's had like a start and stop kind of push recently so he's a possibility too but then you've got the killer section where you got Goto and Taichi, Okada and Takagi like whoever wins those two matches to begin with is not going to have an easy match afterwards and that would be huge could you imagine like Okada beats Takagi barely and then Taichi beats Okada because Okada's dinged up like, that'd be a huge match for Taichi. That would help him move up. 
that would help to put him closer to the main event status and it could be interesting like i like i agree with you that it's set up well i'm just also amused at how they kind of did like a power ranking of everybody and grouped them accordingly it's it almost feels like march madness where you know where the the better divisions are and you know granted there's no one versus 16 but there's definitely like these are the the mid-tier schools and they're gonna face each other to see who gets gets the real rounds and it's it's interesting so it could be a fun one especially given the fact that juice and finley will be uh challenging for the impact titles at sacrifice which is already taped but it doesn't happen until when the second round starts for them so if at some point they win the titles off the good brothers then we could see possible the good brothers maybe heading over to japan to try to get the belts back try to do something maybe start something with the bullet club against the bullet club who knows so there's there's a lot of interesting wrinkles that we could see from this there's a second round matchup and a third round matchup that I would really love to see. Osprey and ZSJ always would is phenomenal wrestling. And then mm-hmm. if there's a good possibility of getting Naito and Jeff Cobb in the third round, that I, I plausible or not, it would be really interesting to me. I I don't see how it couldn't happen. Because the only one that could screw that up would be evil. Right. But well, that's I what I'm saying. With the, with the buy. With the buy. Is that just putting yeah, over Cobb? Yeah. Yeah, it would probably be evil versus Cobb. Because that mean, would be something a... if they gave. No, but I mean, like, was that putting over either. Cobb beating evil even with the buy after already having won a match the week before? No, that's a former world champion, man. I, I can't see a, a scenario where Cobb goes over evil. I'm just. I, I, I can't give you my final four because. You know, I, I literally am just looking at this right now, but I'm salivating not only at the matches that we have in the first round, but the possibilities thereafter. Like I'd this say, is a really good bracket. This was well put together. Shout out to Ghetto. Is what 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 are the odds we get Naito and Okada in that in that side of the bracket? I think it's more likely we get Evil versus Okada again, especially because of the fact that you can tie back to last year's Cup. This like whole castle attack road to and the new beginning thing. Okada kept trying to push the old evil out, and we still never really got a an aggressive evil like back when evil actually beat Okada in the G1. Not not counting last year in the Cup because that was shenanigans with joining Bullet Club. But I okay. So if if we have to do a four, if we do a final four, I'll say evil out of the top left, Okada out of the bottom left, out of the bottom right. I'm going to go J, and out of the top right, I'm going to probably go with Osprey. So, God damn it. J- so that's J- what I would say, just looking at it just off the top. I was hoping you weren't going to say Osprey, so I could say, oh, yeah, I agree with everything you said, but Osprey, but yeah. I think they're going to – I think they're going to – they'd be smart to put Jeff Cobb against Okada and have him beat Naito. Have him beat Evil, Naito, lose to Okada. I mean – you can set shit up down the road for Jeff Cobb to be somebody if Osprey and Jay White decide at some point they're not going to be around anymore. I know Jeff Cobb already said that his end game is WWE, but that's five, six years down the road. I don't disagree with you, but I think that we're going to get a upset. Y- Yano is infamous for upsets, especially in, in tournaments. So I could see a situation where Yano beats Fale and then Yano beats Naito. And then we get Yano versus Evil. And then that's going to be... 
it's not going to be a good match, like, from a Meltzer star rating kind of Tokyo Dome bullshit thing. But it's going to be a lot of Yano trying to do shenanigans and hit him in the dick, and then Evil's going to have all the the outside interference. So it's going to be a fucking mess, but it's going to do what it has to to get Evil towards the finals like they're trying to do because he did he is technically the defending cup winner so you can't really with a bye it, it would be it's a little hard for me to swallow that he'd get knocked out in his first match in the second round whatever you really want to call it and i mean look at some of the gaijins that new japan has pushed in the past i mean kenny omega i talked about mvp aj mm-hmm. styles Brock Lesnar, John Moxley, like with all due respect to Jake Cobb, I don't necessarily think Jay White, by the way, I don't necessarily think I don't see him in that class. Can he get there? Yes, but he's not there yet. So I, I, I could see him, you know, winning his first round match and having a competitive match with Evil and ultimately shenanigans ensue and Evil goes over and he still looks strong, but I don't see them looking at him on that level. Yeah, because Jeff Cobb also has an issue because I think I brought this up when we were talking about the Wrestle Kingdom match he had with uh, Shingo like beforehand we were just talking about the match itself Cobb has a tendency to get lazy at times so a bad Jeff Cobb match is fucking hard to watch like regardless of how you feel about him even a bad Michael Elgin match was still good because he was a good wrestler and I'm only bringing Elgin up because they're both smaller wide stout power wrestler guys and Elgin was always good, even on a bad day. Jeff Cobb bad, fucking hurts to watch. So, how, how do you have a bad match with Shingo? Hell, I could have a good match with Shingo. I mean that that's a good point. Yeah, Shingo. Yeah. Shingo's amazing, and I yeah. haven't really seen him have a bad match since towards the end of his Dragon Gate run, just because he was in a shitty heel stable, Antios, and that wasn't really his fault. That was the gimmick of the the heel stable. So, yes. Anyway, so yeah, so Shingo, Shingo's fantastic. When it comes down to the four that I mentioned with Evil, Okada, Jay, and Osprey, it wouldn't surprise me to run back Okada, Osprey, but this time you give Osprey the, the cup win, and then it also gives White something to chase because Osprey's trying to establish the United Empire. Jay thinks it's his time or his destino, but he's just like a step off, and then having Osprey to deal with as well is it's interesting and it helps him have a storyline through dominion and it helps him go into the g1 with more anger more determination well i mean pre-pandemic osprey was on the line for a a huge push i think we can all agree to that right oh yeah yeah they they kind of picked up and continued with it when he came back yeah but but i yeah i can see that and as far as you know white well you know Whites don't do well for, uh, you know, coming from behind, at least in the last 6,000 years. And to the victors go the spoils, man. I tip my hats to y'all. Y'all won. Not fair and square, but you won. Shit. What I'm going to say? You won. You won. Good for y'all. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, that's that's fine. But anyway, <laughs> just, I'm, I'm trying not to go there. I'm really, really not. But, uh, so anyway, so I'm, I'm going to give Osprey the win then. Platt, who, who do you think's got this? Just because your guess is as good as anybody's because these tournaments, New Japan always throws a monkey wrench somewhere. So it's so early in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, gun to my head. <sighs> you know what? 
I'm going to throw a wild card out there, man. I'm going to say Shingo pulls it out. I don't hate that. Tony, yeah. since you've you've been able to look at it for a while, and it looks like you've been mulling it over a bit. Who's who's your take? Who's who's your uh, your number one stunner? Has Okada ever won this before? Yes. Well, that doesn't fucking help what I was about to say. How about we go with Osprey then? Because that's kind of what I was looking at. I think that would be the final. And uh, I, I Osprey over Jay White is is just like, and then Okada. I mean there's you know just another level right yeah no i i agree and it and okada's got a murderer's row technically if you really want to think about it like okada's not going to have an easy match and then evil's probably going to try to beat the shit out of him and cheat so like you can really play this story of okada's getting worn down as he's going through the tournament and it's just it's not enough because osprey's going to cheat maybe b Priestley gets involved maybe the rest of the united empire maybe they Unveil a new member of the United Empire to fuck with Osprey, uh, fuck with Okada, but like, it, there, there's a lot there that you can easily beat Okada, and it'll elevate Osprey, but not make Okada look bad. So that that's kind of where my thinking was at. And to be fair, my pick was more with my heart than my head. You know what I mean? But at the same point in time, you know Shingo, he's very credible, and oh, yeah. you eat. You know, you can credibly put him through this tournament and give him a title shot against my man, and it's going to be credible and it's going to be a good match. So think about it like Mark Henry when he did that retirement segment versus John Cena. Yeah, you knew he wasn't going to win, but he was credible enough, and the match was decent enough. Yeah, you're not hearing me argue that because I've loved Takagi for years. So he's always he's been one of my favorite. He was one of the few reasons I watched Dragon Gate. So let, let, let's just be straight up there. But I feel like putting him against Okada is a big enough wall that Takagi is still getting rebuilt after losing to Tanahashi to lose the Neverbelt. This would be a good building block for him and then have him make a good run in the G1. And may, maybe he beats whoever the champion is if it's still Ibushi. So he wins himself an opportunity to challenge without having to win the G1. Yeah, maybe you're right. I just love me some Thicky Ricardo. Y'all know that. The Buster Freaky 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 Way The brothers with the Asian keys Making cheese What? And now we selling records overseas Holy smoke Oop, your whole plan pooped up Now you get kicks Enough licks plus pooped up Cause you can catch a quick job We're trying to take the sticks Props to tick tock Around the clock and shock While we lick shots For goodness sakes The stakes is high I'm out You out ABC ya can we rock we can hoop we can wrestle we can take a bump so we already talked about Shaq that's a little bit of the rap from Shaq what's up doc can we rock from way back in the day AEW Revolution is what we're talking about now though a little bit of a transition there gentlemen exploding barbed wire death match (sighs) 
I don't. And you literally didn't didn't even get to Shaq's part when he was rapping. Shout out to the few Schnickens, by the way. I don't know what they're doing now. I'm still waiting for. I think one of the few Schnickens um ordered or delivered my Uber Eats a few weeks ago. I'm still waiting for it to come up on the music video here. So I guess he raps like he wrestles. It still takes him a while to get there. It's fine. He fell asleep halfway through. He's out of gas. He's crying in the corner. The foosh dick inside him out. (laughs) Here we go. Really? (laughs) Go ahead, Chris. Talk to us about AEW Revolution. You want to see Kenny Talk Omega? Talk to us about Kazam and Real Steel and all the other bangers that Fogan <laughs> Check put out recently. The Nina, the Penta, the Santa Maria. I wrap your girl up like a hot tortilla. <laughs> there will be no Shaq rap slander on these airways. Not only did he go platinum, but You Can't Stop the Rain. When we get done here, Google You Can't Stop the Rain featuring Notorious Big. That's a banger. That's the best rap song that a basketball player has ever done. That is a low bar. <laughs> no, no. Listen to the song, goddammit. I'm not just whistling Dixie I mean, I, here, I was always a fan of Shaq Fu, so, like, it, I don't hate everything Shaq did. I'm just I'm just saying, just to build off from what we were talking about before, and if it's, if it's slow and it's Shaq, I'm not surprised. You can't stop the rain. You can't stop the rain. No, that's what was coming down his face. He wasn't crying. It was the rain. Ah, that's how that works. You made it make sense. Thank you. I'm glad that I have a real Shaq fan here to explain all the idiosyncrasies of his psychology in the match. (laughs) Motherfucker. (laughs) I, I I can't lie, though. I am intrigued by the exploding barbed wire death match Judy Bagwell on a pole in the grocery store when nobody's there at 2 o'clock in the morning in the frozen food section match that's going to Onita, I don't care <laughs> it's a, if it doesn't involve whom? Onita Sushi Onita I, I know the, I, and I know I that's know what he's doing no, but that's what they're doing here. I, I'm I'm talking to the listeners right now. They might not know that this match is a throwback in paying homage to Onita and some of the shit that he was doing back in what all Japan. FMW. 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 Why would I say that? My bad. I know better. I mean, than it's that. better than half the marks on Twitter that are just like, it's like a New Japan death match. All right, number one, New Japan oh. only did it because Onita was there. And Nonita was more known for his FMW kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, just, let's always talk about New Japan. Like, it's the only place in Japan that does stuff. Fucking. No, man. but I know better than that, though. That's why I'm disappointed in myself. I, that's why I was just going off my own little tangent about dumb fucking tweets I've seen in the last, like, two weeks. I, I blame it on the Japan, alcohol. Fucking exploding death wire, fucking barbed wire death match. Shit, Stardom did one a couple years ago with Tam Nakano and Io Shirai, and that was probably better than anything that fucking Moxley's gonna do. Well, don't just blame Moxley. He does have a dance partner in Kenny Omega, and I haven't seen yes, him. Yes, he can. Kenny Olivier. You know, like, jazz hands and fucking happy feet. Like, <laughs> God. I'm like, that fucking penguin from the similarly named movie ain't got shit on Omega. Jesus Christ. That's <clears> probably <throat> too insider baseball. Only you and I are going to laugh at those references. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Cornette will listen to our show and he'll giggle a little bit, too. <laughs> Twinkle Toes McFingerbang. <laughs> <laughs> Twinkle Toes McFingerbang. That 
is one of my favorite ones. Because then I start thinking about South Park and the finger bang, bang, bang when they were doing the boy band thing. And you I know? laughed so hard, and it's no disrespect to anybody, but it's I know what he wants to say. I know exactly what he wants to say, but he knows that he can't say it, and that's why it makes me laugh so hard. Because he it says everything but... What else he comes up with than saying certain other things. Yes. Say yeah. He, he can't always call people a pack of cigarettes in England if you get my drift. <laughs> went there, man. I was alluding. I was just going loose. I was just talking about English cigarettes, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Everybody knows what you're talking about. What the fuck are you saying, sir? Uh, uh, it's a push. <laughs> Uh, the queen, family, and and Puff, the magic dragon. He lived by the sea, and he frolicked in the autumn mist in a land called Hanalei. Mm-hmm. So, hey, Fokker, you ever puffed on the magic dragon before? <laughs> <laughs> See, there we go. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> How you think he bought his house? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you know what? This is perfect. So if Mags or any of the uh, the European persuasion that happens to be in the chair shot family listens, then maybe they can cue people in on exactly what we're talking about when we're bringing up cigarettes in case they don't know. Because, you know, it's Americans. They're ignorant to most things unless it's in front of them or a cheeseburger. So Puff the fine. magic dragon lives by the, lives sea, by the sea and frolics in the autumn mist in a land called Hanalee. <laughs> and all of us are going to be on different cues with that recording. Comes oh, yeah. Out yeah. Isn't that fucking fantastic? <laughs> The Skype delay is awesome. It makes this into a cacophony of what the fuck is going on here. <laughs> Shout out to Peter, Paul, and Mary, though, man. You you take you one to the face, little doobie shooby. Yeah. You'll think these motherfuckers are Michael Jackson or Prince. Mm-hmm. Yeah. H.R. Buffett stuff's a great show, too, if you get my draft. You can't have little and you can't have enough. So, other than the wacky, waving, inflatable arm. That would be a whole fucking match. On, what are you talking barbed wire handcuffed behind their bag Judy Bagwell on a pole Black Lives Matter Judy Bagwell on a forklift more comfortable than that match is going to be but let's continue yeah. for the record Judy it's Bagwell very... was on a forklift go ahead I mean she had to be do you know what Judy yeah. Bagwell was back then yeah <laughs> that, the whole ring would have collapsed but shout out to Judy Bagwell uh, buffing her and l- unless it's got a putski to pick her up, that's the only pole she could actually fit on. If you get what I'm saying. Hey, thanks for the <laughs> thanks for the follow, Russo. <laughs> that was bad even for me. <laughs> You've been racist all night. I'm just happy that wow. it's not about black people anymore. You're bringing the Polish into this too. How was I supposed to know that uh, everything in the gimmick bag was a black reference? That's a really you know, good title. Put shit hey. in the gimmick bag, goddamn. Guys, I guys. Know, but I did well. I'm drunk, and I just put things I like in there. <gasps> I'm black. No, this is a good title. I don't. I don't think we can use it though. You've been racist, Pot is War. You've been racist all night. <laughs> yeah, we can't do that one. Although it would be hilarious. No, we can't. We, bury, we can't bury you like that, Andrew. Could we though? No. I mean, if they listen to the show, they know. I mean, because the alt-right Andy thing, it was a gimmick. And I, I pop because you literally hate when I call you that. And that's why I called you that as long as I did. Not accurate. I, I, I use... So, pot is war. You've been racist all night. There we go. That's just funny. Confirmed. It's he funny in context. 
You just That's heard. why, because you know, people will listen to it waiting for something out of context, and they'll just realize we're retarded. So it's okay. So yes, call it that. It's fine. That's how we get the views. Maybe Cornette will listen to it too, and then he could be like, "Well, he didn't talk about talk about walking fried chicken through Ethiopia or anything like that." I don't know how he's racist. And then I'm like, "That's right. I'm the strongest man in Ethiopia." <laughs> Man, you will not slander the good goddamn airwaves of Ethiopia on these airwaves. I know what I said. You get us to have airwaves right now, probably. They don't even have microwaves. That's where the chicken's cold. Do you have any idea? <laughs> do you have any idea at all how beautiful women from Ethiopia are? They're fucking beautiful. And what Ethiopia. What the price of tea in China, motherfucker? I'm talking about food and technology. Not if I want to fuck the women. Well, Ethiopia, they just built an airport last year, which is going to be the hub out of Africa. Like, they're not like babies with So did Japan in 18, like, 75 after we finally went That's over there. What's I'm your saying, point? They're 150 years behind. My point is, Ethiopia ain't what you think it is. They're a lot more advanced than... They've got single-engine Cessnas now. That's awesome. Do they have Grubhub, too? (laughs) They probably do, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Just Once you you pick up a book every now and again, you motherfucker. (laughs) I can't. I can't go there. Uh, It's funny. And I'm saying derogatorily, you I wasn't saying anything derogatorily. I was making a reference, and you decided to go derogatory, and then I followed you down the rabbit hole because I enjoy the, this this witty banter of ours. Yeah, and said some fuck shit. But that I being said, that's what makes it funny. Andrew, be quiet. I'm trying to back you out of it right now. Oh, we're, we're about to segue, okay? I'm trying to help. I'm, I'm only back- trying to help. I'm trying to help. I enjoy a back hoe, I enjoy a black hoe, I enjoy a white hoe, a merry redhead too, Asian possibly, <laughs> all kind of hoes are welcome to me. <laughs> not helping your cause at all right now. I'm trying to help you. I'm Let me help you, okay? Help you! <laughs> yes. Just mute your microphone. I'm going to get us out of this somehow, some way. Just mute your microphone for a second. <laughs> I have to announce to you... I will never retire. And I will never retire. All jokes aside, y'all, I mean, shit, if you've listened to more than two of these shows, y'all know what it is. But other than the exploding barbed wire, wacky, wavy, inflatable tube man match, is there anything else on this pay-per-view this Sunday that you're looking forward to? I was supposed to be looking forward to any of it? Oh. uh, All right, topic five. (laughs) I mean, Matt Hardy versus Hangman Page won't suck because they're both at least decent. Um, I'm okay. The WCW gigantic sting mark in me obviously is interested in that, but I'm also Jake. Yes. So, I, like, I, I hope it doesn't suck. I really hope it doesn't suck, but I, I don't know. I mean... I, I'm just praying Sting doesn't get killed. And I'm not even making a joke. I just really want Sting to be okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm not arguing with you there. And then, I guess Sheeta's facing, uh... What? Rio <sighs> Mizunami? Oh, now, here's my point. I... No, 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 no. <sighs> 
wake up, wake up! Okay, anyway. TheChairShot.com Always use your head. If I fall asleep, it's good television, even though we're on the audio version of this. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Fuck yourself. That's what I'm going to say to you. (laughs) He cuts me off all the goddamn time. It ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun, is it, Andrew? TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. He's not late for an important date, though. Huh? That rabbit. Like Alice in Wonderland? The white rabbit? Oh, no, I literally didn't hear Oh, it. no, I yeah. went a different way on purpose. <laughs> yeah, it was a little muffled, so, yeah. Oh. Did not compute. No problem. It's fine. It happens. But, yeah, so, uh, to, to fifth topic, that was a whole break. That was a whole segue. That was, That's what you go into the fifth topic for. Let's not talk about the fact that Sheeta might not have a shitty fucking match because it's somebody that knows how to wrestle her style. And that's the yes, only reason. Topic I- five! Somebody, I don't know. Get to it. Talk about it. What's happening? Where are we going? Lead We're... it in. Do a thing. <laughs> I just want to make sure you... Stop adjusting your glasses. Speak. You don't need to see to open your mouth, motherfucker. <laughs> this is an audio pocket. I let you get your <laughs> shit in. I let you get your shit in, and this is how I'm treated. That's total BS, and that's for another show. But yeah, let's say that's a different show. That's a different show. Should I ask you a question? Although <laughs> Frazier's, I heard Frazier's coming back. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> you got to dig deep to figure out the, how that connects. Anyway, okay, so I put out uh, in watching Raw Monday night. For some reason, with whatever I was doing, I, I thought to myself, "Boy, Drew McIntyre really benefited from COVID." In the way that after Wrestlemania we didn't you know fall out of interest with what was going on because generally over the summer it's like who gives a shit with WWE to be honest with you and we make our way to SummerSlam and we're super disappointed because it's not what we wanted because we've been frustrated all summer so I feel like if fans would have been around there's so many things that would have been different throughout so many different companies and one of them for me would have been I think fans would have fell out of interest with Drew McIntyre. So we could start there and let's travel across the world as far as wrestling is concerned. I mean, we want to start at WWE, Chris. That's your wheelhouse. You have fun. Extrapolate. Wax. Other people other people, as smart or if not smarter, whatever, same level, whatever, said her business might not have happened either. Yeah, you might be right. And I mean, the same thing with Drew. Now, with the Drew thing... Oh, well, let's just start here, okay? The MVPs... Likely smarter than us. WWE. Oh, well, you can say that about you. I'm not going to say that. Like, is it... Yeah. No, you, really, you really don't want your title, do you? you just, you're just burying yourself. Okay, anyway, go ahead. 
No, I just love myself. So excuse the fuck out of me for loving myself. Okay. Loving you is easy because you're I'm beautiful. Dun dun dun. Let me grab on nuts. But the MVPs in WWE throughout the entire pandemic, Sasha and Bailey, uh-huh. the Hurt Business, Asuka, Woman Waynes, and Drew McIntyre. So we, we just got to give those people the, their props. Now, that being said, Drew was getting good pop reactions from the crowd prior to the lockdown and the shutdown. He was getting good reactions because they finally booked him in the proper way. I kind of feel like if the same thing would have happened with the Hurt Business, they'd be getting baby face pops as well in front of a crowd. Now, Sasha and Asuka and Bailey, I don't know because, you know, a lot of they, they got hella TV time because the WWE didn't have a full roster. So they got a hell of a TV time to tell their story. So I feel like they benefited. But I don't know, man. I think Drew would still be here. I think Drew would still be over. Crowder, Sans crowd. I don't think he'd be a two-time champ at this point, though. I, I think we would have... Things would have hot-shotted more in WWE, probably, than other companies. Cause oh, Randy the, Orton. I got to throw him on there, too, on no, the no, MVP. No, I, yeah, I, I was going to bring that up, too, because Roman was also gone for a few months, so that that was kind of where I was going to go with that. Randy kind of carried it as the, the main heel for a while before Roman kind of reestablished himself as the tribal chief, head of the table, blah, 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 blah. But WWE swings too much on the, uh, the court of public opinion, and they don't like to let things breathe if they started off bad and we all remember the mixed reactions the IWC had to like Raw Underground and the Hurt Business in general and how people thought it was whack or that they weren't used well and all that other shit whoa 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 whoa. who in the bloody hell thought the Hurt Business was whack who who a lot of people thought it was whack because they weren't used well a lot of people that I read on the I don't know nobody really just fans in the IWC Chris, Andrew's not talking about the Hurt Business. He's talking about how they were used. Yes, and I said the IWC did not like the fact that they weren't really utilized as beaters like you thought they were for a while. They were kind of just languishing as God knows what, and they weren't really winning anything, or they lost tag matches to the New Day, and it took a little bit for them to hit their stride. If we had a fucking audience at this time... They might have killed the Hurt Business by that point because they might have thought they weren't getting over. And I, I don't think you can really argue with that point because it, it was a little bit of a slow burn for them. And Raw Underground did help them because they beat some mess and fucking Lashley came in and fucking threw fucking Dabu Kato around and fucking threw fucking uh, Big Boy in the re- in Retribution. Now, I forgot what the fuck his real name was. Oh, oh, okay, cool. But I feel like your timeline is skewed. Like at that time, what Dior you're talking Dijak. about right now. Hold on, what you're talking about right now, your timeline. If you want to say maybe the past two or three months that the Hurt Business has kind of been lang- languishing, yes, because they didn't really have a direction for it. But at that time, whoa, 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 great that Whoa, whoa, but that time you're talking about when they were just whooping ass and taking names, and they single-handedly took down Retribution and they were kicking ass in Raw Underground, 
they were over like Rover right there. I don't know anybody oh, that would have had a, a problem. There was a little bit of this. time before that, though. I'm saying Underground helped them more than it helped anything else, regardless of the fact people thought it was lame. I was utilizing that as a framing point for if the crowd was there and the crowd didn't like Underground and they didn't like where the Hurt Business was at the time, it could have hurt everything, not trying to you know, go with the un intentional pun on hurting. But, like, it took them a while to find their stride. Then they started throwing motherfuckers around. That, well, then around. they started throwing motherfuckers around, faces. and Cedric got added in there a little later, not around that time, but you know what I mean. Like, he wasn't there initially. And it took them some time to build up and get their stride and get a couple tag team title reigns under them, and then Bobby had the U.S. title and all that other stuff. So I think the Hurt business might have been cut short before it had a chance to catch fire. So I think COVID helped them out. McIntyre, I think, was always on the docket because even when they paired him with Ziggler and they were trying to say that the, the locker room was fucking, you know, stagnant and they're just happy to be there and nobody tried hard and they're just a bunch of fucking millennial pussies or whatever the fuck it was. Like, it, it felt like they were trying to frame him as the the next real man, the next real champion, the re you know, kind of what everybody expects a WWE champion to look like. So he was an eventuality. But if we're branching away from WWE for a second, I don't really think it hurt Impact COVID because Impact's kind of always done their own thing anyway. And they were just able to go more into the cinematic stuff, which they always did anyway with Rosemary's Undead Thing and Sue Young's Undead Thing. But it fucking hurt New Japan like a motherfucker. So New, New Japan struggled a lot because of that. Keep going with the New Japan thought before we get into everything else besides Impact, because Impact seems like the only one that continued on and did well with it. So go ahead and on the New Japan angle, please. Well, the New Japan situation was they were one of the few Japanese companies to I just mean, stop. They literally stopped yeah. doing shows. That's where I'm going at with it, too, is they stopped for like a good three, four months. And they stopped at a hot point when people wanted Hiromu versus Naito because it was big brother versus little brother. And there was a lot of emotion and they did like the, the talk show stuff at the beginning and people love them both. And people really wanted to see that respectful senpai kohai kind of kind of dynamic they have. And we didn't get that. And then when we come back, it's they're trying to just do something to get you know, sexy or to get some kind of fucking notoriety and then they fucking do the evil turn because they lost all of their gaijins because of, you know, their travel restrictions and they never got off the ground. Like, the fact that you Yujiro Takahashi wrestled Okada like three or four times over the course of two months should prove to you where they were at that point. And it's, it's just, it's just a fucking problem because New Japan, New Japan sucked. New Japan sucked when it came back. Then they did too much by doing the two two night fucking WrestleMania or not WrestleMania Wrestle Kingdom, and there were some good matches, but it just it was too much again. And they're still kind of in that same spot where they're starting to come back, but it feels like they don't have a direction, and it's it's kind of painful. It's kind of painful just to tolerate all of their shit. But you know, Noah at least was a, a shining light because that's why we talked about them during COVID and not New Japan because not only was New Japan not around but when the New Japan came back, New Japan fucking sucked. I mean to be fair, man, if we're being fair all things considered nobody suffered during quarantine and lockdown like New Japan. You finally give the people what they want, what they've wanted for years, mm -hmm. i.e. 
you know, Naito as your world champion, and now you just got to stop running shows. So yeah, just just being fair. That's that's me being fair and objective. I feel like I'm the most fair and objective person in all of media. I'm not even bullshitting. That's the shoot, brother. I'm the most fair and objective person in all the media. To be fair, nobody suffered like them. But on this side of the pond... Rey Mysterio was the MVP last year, right? Mr. Fair and Objective? Nobody was talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. I just played that early because you thought you were the most objective. That sounded a little vain to me. That's all. Continue. (laughs) Name one more person that's more fair and objective than me. Because even when I'm subjective and not objective, I point that out. And I say, yeah, this is my bias taking over. I point that out. Who else does that? Who else is more fair and subject or objective than me in all the media? You can't name one goddamn person. But that being said, I, oh, shut up. Put your goddamn I'm, hand down, Ed, Tony, fuck you and your Mr. Ed gimmick, whatever the fuck you're doing this right bad now. Boy hair, this bad boy haircut is... Hair out of his face. This bad boy haircut <laughs> is really taking over. But, um, shut up. But on this side of the pond, the pandemic killed in at least in my humble opinion be it my humble objective opinion apparently, killed apparently. both AEW and new and not New Japan AEW and NXT because their products are so fan centric and they depend on the fans so much to provide the energy and the the shine in the in the arenas they neither one of those programs was the same like AEW kind of got to jump on people because they figured out, hey, let's put some wrestlers in the audience and create some sort of atmosphere. I mean, that's the but, beauty of most of your locker room being marks. They fit right into the crowd, but just continue. Yeah, but after the Thunderdome <laughs> came out, that blew that shit out the water. Uh, and they, yeah, yeah. So I feel like those two promotions, they suffered most on this side of the pond without the pandemic. Impact, okay, no fans there. Nobody's watching that shit anyway. I was about to say, that wasn't anything different for Impact. It was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, and then, well, let's also not forget, even though I've refused to watch it lately, ROH didn't even exist either for much longer. So I think that hurt them quite a bit because they they completely died. Like, they got got shot in the fucking head. (laughs) It did, and what sucks is that I think that's going to be what they were doing during pandemic. That's going to be the next evolution of the business, which is going back to the basics. Back to the pure title. Yeah, going back to the basics. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Yeah, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure because the other thing you have to look at is the NWA died because of COVID. Like everybody loved the throwback kind of gimmick of the NWA, and then power stops being able to be filmed. Yes, there was a lot of racism and sexual allegations that helped to kill it, but then after that goes away, then all of the wrestlers are getting released, or then they're on AEW, or then they're doing their own thing. So it really went from they started with like a wrestler and a belt and no ring, to then they had a lot of momentum, and now they're back to a wrestler, a belt, and no ring, because I can't really name anybody beyond Nick Eldis that's technically still an NWA employee. Maybe Thunder Rosa is, but, like, everybody else that was on that fucking show is no longer part of NWA, really. March 21st, back for the attack. NWA. Touche, touche. That's a a good point. 
I don't know who they're going to have, and I don't know how much of a cross-promoting thing if this is going to continue Tony Khan's uh, narrative of he's the forbidden door and you're going to see AEW and Impact and maybe New Japan people on it and we're just going to get a smorgasbord of different companies. But I, I'm going to be curious to see how NWA tries to recover because they were completely decimated right as soon as they started. Before we get out of here, just real quick, since you did bring up NWA and they do have a pay-per-view coming up, who is the brother that just recently transitioned from him? I feel like we need to give him... Say it again. Josephus was also the question mark, if you remember Power, when... uh, uh, What the hell? Damien Sandow's. I forget what the fuck his fucking character's name was in NWA. But he, when he was doing the whole uh, like third degree national champion and the Mongrovian karate, and he was the the dude in the the mask, and Josephus kind of came to light when they were starting to bring NWA back against Tim Storm, where he played the uh, the like the kind of the the, the spiritualist who had the bald uh, manager girl who was kind of like her his the seer or soothsayer type thing trying to help him envision his future and get past Tim Storm and then you know that whole kind of thing so it, it helped with the 10 pounds of gold it helped to revitalize things and I think I remember also seeing that he played the um, young Brody uh, uh, Bruiser Brody in the Dark Side of the Ring documentary so he, he was like the stand in as the, the body double whatever you want to call it so a lot of people may not know who he was, depending on if you were paying attention to NWA at the time. But he was he was very pivotal in this attempted revitalization. And the question mark was a gimmick that you might think was stupid, might think was too gimmicky. Just a big dude in a mask on karate. But it got over like a motherfucker. So he, it's, it's going to be something. Like it, yeah. He's going to be missed. And RIP to that brother. On that note, Mr. Belaz, where can the good folks find you? Uh, on the Twitter at IWC Warchief and writing different articles, diff- different review stuff on com. I'll figure out the New Japan stuff. Maybe I'll even slip in some stardom because stardom was supposed to have a, a good show. Well, since we're recording on Wednesday, technically today, but I have to wait for that to actually get up on Stardom World because they delay everything by a couple days for translation reasons. But that that's supposed to be fun. Tam Nakano and uh, Julia had a hair versus hair match for the white belt, and Tam actually finally won her first singles title. So, it's it's over overdue for her. And Julia is like the new hot it girl of stardom, who now has to rock with the the shaved head look. So that should be interesting. And nothing he writes has anything to do with America, but he is a damn good writer. It's so right. check out what he has going on. That's 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 Canada. That's not America. They, they film in Nashville just because Anthem's Canadian doesn't count, man. Come on. Don't be racist. Yeah, they're Canada. Tony, <laughs> where can they find you, sir? Well, you can find me all over the place. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Cheershot Radio Network. We appreciate your listenership. We're trying to do the best we can to provide you with brand new content every single day. So I'm just here to thank all of you listeners. You heard the man. I second that as well. You all can find me on Twitter at the Real C Plat. But more importantly, if you appreciate the content we provide day in and day out, as I bump my table here, and I apologize, that's going to make air. 
But if you appreciate the content we provide day in and day out, make sure you all go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. All you have to do is go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. And I guarantee you're going to find something you like and something that you're going to want to rock out in public. Again, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Remember, the chair shot.com. We're not just a website. We're a movement, folks. And tune into everything we do day in and day out. Tony, we've got a new six-part anthology series breaking down WrestleMania. All of them. Culminating at WrestleMania 37 this year, which is a two-part event. We're still uh, going through some things name-wise. What's it called? What's it named again? Yeah. I think you just named it WrestleMania Anthology. Well, there you go. So for the Commissioner PC Tunney, for Andrew Snowflake Balls Belaz, I am Mr. Velvet Pipes Christopher Platt. Thank you all for tuning in to the latest edition of Pot is War. We'll see you back here next week. Same Platt time, same Platt channel. Enjoy wrestling. Enjoy AEW. Enjoy coming to America. Enjoy WandaVision. Enjoy the NBA All-Star Game. Enjoy UFC. Enjoy. It's a lot of shit to enjoy this weekend. And this is a joyous weekend. We ain't had a whole lot to celebrate in this past year. So enjoy the fact that we've got a lot of shit going on. And whatever you're into, it's some shit going on that is going to cater to what you're into. So enjoy this weekend. Seriously. From the bottom of my heart, I love you. I know you love me. We'll see y'all back here next week. Shalom. Hit it, Carly. Even enjoy. I butt chug salt water all the time. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. That's hilarious, man. Tunny is toasting us to a good show. Tunny picks up a beer. I pick up a cup. Andrew picks up a half gallon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Of course. That's perfect. Uh, and that's a hot close. Peace out, bitches. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.